Hello, and welcome to Quad Trivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment in the Chicago area. I'm Aaron with Orange Cat Trivia in Richmond, Virginia. And I am Corey with Third Degree Entertainment in Spokane, Washington. And welcome to the episode. Wait, don't we usually have more people than this? Eh. Those rat bastards. It's fine, Separate we don't the need them. the chaff, yeah. You know what? No, we're going to do our own podcast with Blackjack and hookers. Yes. You know what? Forget the podcast. And the Blackjack. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm strongly considering taking these wonderful third-degree entertainment stickers that were benevolently uh, sent to me over the course of the week and using them on stream as pasties tonight. Uh, pros, cons, I'm only looking for pros. Who wants to tell him this is an audio medium? Not me. Not you? Wait, okay. what? Uh, pro, if you do it on Twitch, you are within their terms of service. Yeah. Pro, people like owls. You know what I realized? What? Last week when, uh, when we opened the show, I'm pretty sure I gave my full name. You did. And I remember thinking, oh, right. That's how, his name has so many damn vowels in it. I oh, yeah, because you it. commented on it, too. Yeah. And, but then that's I was weird. like, I have... nobody, nobody else does that. <laughs> yeah. I have no memory of that happening whatsoever for reasons that I cannot possibly think of right now. <laughs> You were blacked out. <gasps> Speaking bastards. of blacked out, though. <laughs> Ooh, that's Segway Gold right there. Take it, Corey. Nice. Thanks. So this one time I shut my finger in a really heavy wooden door. And it didn't break my finger, but it did, like, burst it, trigger warning blood. Uh, <laughs> it did, like, break it open, and then there was blood everywhere. And I blacked out from blood loss due to shutting my finger in a door. Oh, sweet Jesus. That sounds every kind of awful. I was like, uh, it was at summer camp. I, I would have been around like sixth grade. It was really exciting. <sighs> and that's what and we'll be talking about today is summer camp. And blood loss, <laughs> specifically. Yeah. So send your stories to quadriviapod at gmail.com. Attention, Corey, exclusively. <laughs> Yeah, no. you get to sift through that one, buddy. All right, so in our email, we have uh, six notifications from Patreon. Ooh. Which is yeah, surprising because, shit. to the Wait, best of a... my knowledge, we don't have a Patreon. <laughs> All right. We should really get on that. We're, what, I'm 10 glad... episodes in? Hey, you know what? Um, listeners, I think that's the first time I stopped myself from saying viewers. You Thank should you. email us with what you would want to see on our Patreon. Uh, one option would be at $25 a month, Jason will just send you garbage that, that is in his house. <laughs> for $50 a month, Corey will record nothing but beard scratches for your ASMR needs. Oh, oh yeah. And for $60 a month, I will let you come into my house and tie my children down who are running on the hardwood floor upstairs. <laughs> and that's how I just tie them and leave? Yeah, no, you don't have to do any of the untying. I feel like that's more of a benefit than anything else. What about dumping milk on them? Weirdly uh, specific. Oddly specific, yeah, Corey. Hmm. We're going to have to talk so, about that off mic, I think. This one time we dumped... This is just going to be Corey telling stupid stories all episode. <laughs> that I'll um, start with this one time and do not continue with at band camp. <laughs> nope, I never went to band camp. Um, but this one time, this kid was being a little shit to my mom, so I took a whole... Uh, container like a whole box of evaporated milk and dumped it in the uh fucking what a, what's it called the 
little the window well right outside his bedroom window. Uh, and there was oh, rain. There was rain in the forecast that night. Oh, no. And you don't, you know, often check your window well for milk. So, uh, <laughs> Corey Marcoux, though. 2020, you don't often check your window well for milk. <laughs> so after a few days, it, it, his room and the entire house smelled really strongly of, of <laughs> sour milk. Gross. And it was, uh, that fucker deserved it. My mom's a sweetheart. So you know how this isn't officially a podcast about like aberrant psychology, but now all of a sudden I really feel like we need to make that pivot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> how did that make you feel, Corey? <laughs> Good. That actually reminds me, I might as well take an opportunity to shout out a friend of mine in the podcast space. Uh, I know a guy who does a podcast about aberrant psychology. How does that make you feel, Jason? It makes me feel like I should uh, give a shout out to Ben Stover and the folks over at Popcorn Psychology. Ooh, I like the name. Yeah, uh, they take uh, they take like psychological viewpoints of various characters and motifs from like pop culture, and they distill it down into like an hour and a half long episode. Oh, neat! I'm gonna add that. So, speaking of should. kids picking on people, um, Corey, I used your '90s visual round last night for my game because uh, I panicked and I ran out of time. <laughs> and you've got that picture in there as Club Seven. And one yeah. team for the wrong answer wrote, the kids that used to throw rocks at my little sister. Oh, no. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that seems legit. Oh, that speaks something right there. <laughs> right? It made me feel sad. Ain't no party like an S-Club party. I remember I was prepping for my show while I kind of watched yours on the secondary screen. And I'm talking to my wife about, I think, just financial stuff. And every 15 or so seconds, I'd glance over and just yell, ooh, skip it. I remember that. <laughs> That was a good round. I like that from both of you. Mostly Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I did basically none of the work. I replaced, there was some movie you had in there that I'd never heard of. I replaced it with Mall Madness. Oh, what movie was it? A movie? Yeah. Oh, you've never seen Rockadoodle? Never? Yeah, never. Oh, you fucking have to. Okay. <sighs> Name rings the slightest of bells. I think I saw it at a drive-in at it, one point. It had uh, Glenn Campbell. Uh, like famed musician Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was he, was he, he the rooster he, dressed like Elvis? Yeah, yeah. He was nice. Chanticleer. I'm trying to think of literally anybody else that was in that movie. <laughs> um, Christopher Plummer was in it. Okay. Uh, Aaron. Yo. Are you drinking? I'm not. I'm going to have a snack first because I, I don't like to drink immediately after working out. Um, but I will be in about... Ah! Shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stretching my headphone cable across the kitchen to get my snack, and Orange Cat decided to tackle it, so I got pulled back. Um, yeah, I'll be drinking in about 15 minutes. Fuck you, Orange Cat. Stop it. <laughs> there you go. Jason? Yes? Are you drinking? Uh, you know I am, because uh, here in the podcast space, as well as in most places, there are no laws. Oh, you're just... oh okay, God. Here's, here's the thing, though. Actually, I am gonna. I have one of those in the fridge. I'm gonna drink that first. There you go. I, I hate you both. You love me. Yeah. No, I'm drinking a uh, White Claw raspberry flavor this time around because mm. I'm feeling feisty. <laughs> I have a lime because it was all I had left over. Because lime is always the last one I drink. It's, it's my least favorite. I have PBR. Of course you of do. Of course you do. Yeah. Hey. I actually, I, I'm gonna go into my own Discord here real quick and tell you a message that I sent. Uh, verbatim literally an hour ago oh no and that message is 
Uh, so in order of ranking beers, it goes Dragon's Milk, Left Hand Milk Stout, Wells Banana Bread, Ten Fitty, literally anything else, PBR. So that was going from worst to best. That is awesome. I'm really proud of you for lies uh, and slander, the sir. How dare you disparage the fine people of New Holland Brewing Company and their just work of the gods. How dare you disparage the fine people of the Pabst Brewing Company? I'm just saying, yeah, but back in the 19th century when we used to give people like morphine for headaches. (laughs) Jason, you might not know this, but PBR presented Charlie Kendall as one of the winners of the 2019 PBR can competition. I did not know that, and I'm... Well, now you do. My my life is better for knowing it? Now, I know you're not only drinking shitty seltzer. Hey, what else now. do you have? Uh, what else do I have in front of me? Oh, here we go. We can uh, we can take a cue from my streams lately because I'm too lazy to ever wash my shot glass, and I can just do a pull directly from a handle of Captain Morgan for you if you want. Oh, you're on the captain now. Now? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, in you're... the last my entire adult life. No, I I mean uh, as opposed to your Sierra Madre or some shit. Oh, the best rum in the world. Sierra Siesta Key spiced rum out of Sarasota, Florida. Uh, I am still waiting for the bootleggers to bring me more, unfortunately. But uh, it's more of a volume than quality thing at this point, and it's a lot easier to go through a handle of Captain Morgan, which I can get at any time, than. Um, crack the bottle of like mother's milk that is the siesta key that i've had my wife intentionally hide on me so you sound like an alcoholic i (laughs) have no response to that as i'm about to drink directly from the handle well hold on we are not taking shots until aaron is drinking with us well tell that to my liver who didn't get the memo (laughs) yeah but that's a white white claw aaron what uh what do you have to to shoot Oh no, I don't do shots. Really? That's the incident. I try not to. Like, I don't like it. If I'm, I don't. Even when you're working? Ooh. You know what that sounds like? Especially not when I'm working? That sounds like a good topic for a roundtable discussion, Corey. Oh, hey. Oh, we should do that. You know what? Why not? We have nothing prepared. Let's just talk about drinking for a good 20, 30 minutes. Sounds perfect. Excellent. Yes, listeners, it's going to be one of those episodes. Or we could just drink for 20 or 30 minutes and then do the keyword challenge. Well, I mean, the roundtable discussion is really just dressing at this point. We're drinking. We might as well talk about drinking. We might as well connect it to something our listeners actually might give a damn about. So uh, let's go in whole hog. Um, I'll start with you, Corey. You drink. Yeah. Discuss. I, I find myself at a crossroads because most of my venues somehow are craft uh, breweries and distilleries and cideries. And that's not my jam at all. Uh, I really am all about the PBR. You know, I'll drink a Rainier. I'll drink uh, Montucky or uh, I'll go, you know, Bud Light, something like that. But I, I hate hops. I hate anything, you know, with more than like, 10 IBUs like I just I don't fuck with it at all and uh I go into all these all these venues every week that are like oh you gotta get the IPA you gotta get the double bock you gotta get this sour lager that tastes like you're giving a a blowjob to hops 
What do hops <laughs> grow on? Is that a vine? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty it's sure a, it's a vine. It's a plant. I think it's related. Well, to the obviously, it's plants. a plant. I mean, shut up. Like <laughs> like a, I've heard the term hop vine thrown around, so I assume like that it's factual. Yeah, yeah, but I, it's uh, they all give me shit about it, and I leave them uh, anonymous bad reviews online, so it works out. <laughs> there you go. That's the a healthy only... adult way to approach your uh, issues. Yeah, exactly. Voice to the voiceless. I'll go on there, you know, I'll be like, oh, Yelp. Okay. Uh, I went to this venue today and their trivia was super awesome, but they didn't even have PBR. So uh, one star only because I can't give zero. I remember um, the first time I saw PBR on draft was my senior year in college, partially because I didn't really go to bars in college. Um, but my biblical Hebrew final exam was the two students in the class and a professor went down to New Haven to go drinking and talk about Hebrew. Um, it was fun. And I just remember the professor being like, this place is great. They've got PBR on drafts. This was 2007. I had never seen it before and it was fantastic. So I appreciate some good cheap beer, Corey. I don't, I don't throw shade on you for that. Um, it's just the exclusion of actual good beer that I can't stand behind. Yeah, PBR on draft is shit. It's got to be in a can. How can you? There is no difference. There is absolutely no. a difference. Oh. It's the flavor. The flavor the is the can. difference. Yeah, well, it tastes better. <laughs> Which, as we all know, is the worst flavor to impart to your beverage. Corey, we need to have an intervention. I think you're confused. I, I have had many a terrible beer in my life, sir. I know that draft is superior to bottle. I know that bottle is superior to can. And I know that anything is superior to whatever the hell you're drinking. It's PBR. <laughs> Haven't so you been noted. listening? <laughs> uh, I have found, though, uh, in a pinch, whenever I have to end up drinking something that's more, you know, American Pilsner, something in a PBR or a Bud Light or whatever, if you throw about 25% lemonade into the mix and you make it kind of an ad hoc shandy, uh, it goes down mm. dangerously smoothly. Mm. Have you been drinking Natter Days? I have not. Dude, those are so good. Oh my god, they are. I, I, I uh, don't think that I've ever had a Natter Day, to be honest with you. I got hired to DJ a buddy's wedding, and as I'm setting up, uh, getting all the equipment ready, the groom walks up with a can of Natter Day and just hands it to me, and so I drink it. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> Life was good. It took good. us exactly where we needed to be, Corey. Thank you for that. A friend of mine did a slip and flip birthday party a couple years ago. No, that was last Sunday. Jeez. All right. Less than a year ago. Anyway, um, we all went in their backyard and we were doing flip cup with Natter Days and then slip and sliding. And then I fell asleep in the hammock. So I have very fond memories of Natter Days. Yeah. Still haven't done a Natter Day, but it's for whatever reason, it's reminding me of a story I had in college when I was uh, drinking directly from a bottle of watermelon pucker because I was 20. Oh. Uh, and then at 1.30 in the morning, uh, my friends and I decided to play a touch, uh, like a pickup game of touch football out on the quad. Okay. And everything was going great until we had to pause between plays so I could vomit up watermelon pucker oh. for a good 30 seconds. And then if my vague memory of this is in any way correct, say, I'm good now, guys. And we continued to play for another half hour. You know, I well. respect the hustle. Jason. I was stupid in my youth. I'll tell you that. 
check yes, this out. Me. So I've been practicing my transitions. Ooh. And speaking of playing while drinking, do speaking you of drink? vomiting up watermelon, <laughs> do you let's let's take this to something that's actually related to uh, our podcast. Oh, we we all host idea. trivia in venues that offer alcohol. Do you partake of the alcohol while you host? Uh, that's a good question. Honestly, I don't drink when I host live trivia as much as one would think. I will every once in a while uh, grab a beer if I'm feeling, you know, at, at my Monday night show where the taps change uh, constantly and they end up having one that I'm particularly a fan of. I'll spoil myself and go, you know, yeah, I'll have a beer. Uh, or if somebody buys me a shot, for instance, and that happens a lot at my uh, one of my Thursday night shows where a team will buy me either a shot of Jameson or a shot of Rumplemints because they're good people. Uh, but in general, I really don't drink when I host live pub trivia and there's no fundamental reason for it. I'm not like uh, mentally opposed to the notion of having a drink or two while I host. It's really that I find myself so busy that if I get myself a pitcher of you know Coca-Cola, uh, or water or whatever, uh, just to keep my voice lubricated, that's probably best for the end result that I'm hoping for. But what it's not you? to say that I won't drink. Uh, yeah, so similar to you, Corey, um, my only hosting gigs at a brewery. So there's no shots available, which is part of why I don't do them when I'm working. But I like beer. And Castleberg makes, I really like their beer. I'm not just saying that because they pay me. I enjoy drinking <laughs> it on purpose. And um, they have a mug club. You can get a mug with your number on it, and it's a little bit bigger. It's like I think it's twenty ounces, but it's the same price to fill up as a regular pint glass. So you pay like for access to the mug, and your beer ends up being cheaper. Oh, so that's novel. I, it's really cool, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I try to limit myself to two mugs over the course of a show, and it usually ends up working because I'm talking a lot. Like I don't have time to drink much, um, just because I'm I'm making sounds with my mouth instead of pouring liquid into it. <laughs> you know, human things. Um, but I'm also aware that I am there to provide a service and I need to be able to be coherent and make decisions. And some of their beers get kind of strong. I think the strongest one is like eight point something high, seven or eight percent. Um, mm, so I okay. try to be mindful of that. But yeah, I, I drink during the show. And I also, you know, every now and then, like if I've got a race coming up on the Saturday because my show's on Thursdays, I might not be drinking that week just because it's I need to get my body prepared to do something stupid. Um. But I always feel like I'm representing the, the brewery, like I'm there to bring in business. And I think it, it is, it, it's a good, op, it's good optics when the person who's paid to be there is also consuming the product they make. Oh, absolutely on that. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah, it got me uh, thinking what you were talking about, uh, you know, imbibing what your venue is doing. I work at, uh, similar to you, on my Thursday nights. I actually, weirdly, and I've never discussed this on the podcast, I bounce back and forth between two venues. On Thursdays, one of them is very much a, a shot in a beer kind of establishment, and the other is a craft brewery. Uh, so I'm always really happy to partake in whatever one of my regulars suggests me uh, to try at the craft brewery. And then at the shot in a beer bar, um, there's always Captain Morgan in my Coke because the bartender loves me. And I, like I said earlier, I have two teams, one of which will always uh, buy me a shot of Jameson, and the other team always buys me a shot of Rumplemints. And when all of them come together, it is an amazing night. Most stories involving shots of rumplements do not also involve the phrase amazing night. So way to be yeah. curved there. Oh, do you guys want to hear the, the worst night I ever had at that venue uh, yep. related to alcohol? Yep. So this venue, it's and 
you know, at this point, we're, we're all about the shout outs. You shouted out Castleberg. I'll shout out uh, Cigars and Stripes in Berwyn, Illinois. The owner, Ronnie, uh, great guy, shirt off your back kind of guy. But I will tell you guys what I tell everyone who ever asks me about that venue. He is batshit crazy. That bar came up on another podcast I listened to. I genuinely believe that, and I think I know the circumstances behind it, and it goes to show just how batshit crazy uh, (laughs) that this guy, who I genuinely like and think is a good person, uh, can be. So... To, to get into the story, um, for the last couple of years or so, he got tired of just giving out like gift certificates and stuff as prizes. So he started giving out random crap he had in his basement. Uh, one night we gave away like a set of Ginsu knives from I kid you not 1977 as a prize. Uh, and then he had the very good idea to have local other microbreweries, distilleries, cideries, et cetera, uh, et cetera, come in and do a tap takeover. Uh, and so the prizes got to be brewery tours and gift certificates and growlers and things like that. Well, he had uh, he had one venue that didn't show up with prizes. So ultimately, Ronnie, being the crazy, crazy person that he is, uh, decided halfway through the show to get on the microphone and publicly announce that he was giving away for free at will every product they had in his bar that night including an 11.5% barley wine. Oh, no. Which I took significant advantage of. Uh, Now, this is all after the show, but I had a good three, and and the best term I can use to describe the the glassware that these came in was chalices of this, so probably a good 36 ounces of a 12.5% barley wine or whatever crazy amount it was. Uh, I ended up staying there two hours after the bar closed, because I was in no position to drive the 40 miles home. Yeah, and that's the but, other uh, consideration, is I need to get in my car and get my ass from my venue to my house. So I try not to oh, get, for sure. put myself in a position where I'm going to get in trouble. Corey, what about you? Um, Do you drink in trivia? Uh, it's a little bit complicated, because I do host in uh, both Washington and Idaho. In Washington, I'm not actually sure what is legal um because it's not really spelled out for contractors in a drinking establishment i do believe that by lcb uh bartenders aren't permitted to drink while working at bars sorry what did you say lcb it's a liquor liquor control control board board? okay yeah it's abc out here oh nice yeah that sounds fun Um, uh, but as I'm not a, I'm not an employee of the, the bar itself, they don't really spell out what the, the laws or rules are for me. So I generally just try to avoid it in Washington. Um, I might have a a PBR too while hosting, but typically I'll just stick to soda. In Idaho, I do know that it is legal for me to drink. I'll still stick to one or two beers. I might even go crazy and have uh, like a, a whiskey and Diet Coke or something. But I, I nurse it all night because I also live a good hour plus away from each of my North Idaho venues. So, uh, yeah. I do not begrudge you your commute in any way, shape or form, my friend. That's something that I never even thought about is whether it's legal for me to drink while I'm working in the employ of a brewery. 
And I'm going to pretend this conversation didn't happen because um, it's better to <laughs> ask forgiveness. Plausible than deniability. Yeah. Yeah. I know brewery because Virginia's dumb. I mean, I know every state's dumb with liquor laws because we're more puritanical than we want to admit as a society. But the laws that govern breweries are different than the laws that govern bars. And we don't even technically have bars in Virginia because every place has to serve food. So you just have restaurants that serve alcohol. The whole thing's dumb. Um, hmm. But now I'm wondering if I casually break the law every Thursday. Huh. I, I don't know that Illinois has any laws in place that I have to be particularly concerned about. But as you mentioned the stuff in Virginia, I'm reminded that I have family in Utah. And if you want to talk about weird ass liquor laws, man, Utah's are crazy. You know, speaking of liquor laws, there in some places may or may not be laws uh, surrounding what we as the entertainer can drink. But there's also laws regarding us pushing alcohol. Uh, are you able to encourage drinking at your venues? I mean, I'll I'll take this first, I guess. Um, I have never in, what are we in, 2020, 17 years of doing live bar entertainment been made aware of any law in the state of Illinois that prevented me from very actively shilling for alcohol consumption. Um, I know, and I think... A couple of years ago, when we first started talking uh, in the co-op, Corey, I found it genuinely surprising that the state of Washington had laws to that effect. And I kept trying to find like backdoor entry points for you to be able to promote um, sales basically at your venues. And unfortunately, they all kind of fell under the the umbrella of what your LBC uh, didn't allow for. So uh, if you want to talk about that, or if uh, Aaron, if Virginia operates differently from Illinois, please let me know. I've only ever worked in this state. Yeah, I've never, I'll jump in quick and then Corey, because I think you probably have more to contribute to this. Um, I don't think there's any laws that govern what I can do. I just don't want my patrons to get wasted because A, then they have to get home and it's dangerous and B, then they're obnoxious. But it's more of a personal preference than anything else. But um, I'm excited to hear how fucked up Washington state is. So do tell. Um, I don't think that the laws are, are particularly fucked up or puritanical here. Uh, it's just more like I, I can say, hey, you know, there's uh, there's beer at the bar. <laughs> Go drink it. <laughs> Beyond that, it gets a little bit iffy. Uh, and again, it's so because these things aren't spelled out, it's really hard trying to figure out what actually uh, can and can't be done. I do know that. Drinking cannot be uh, encouraged as like uh, part of a game. So we can have pub pong, but we can't have mm -hmm. beer pong. Um, okay. And so, you know, if you if it lands in the cup, you can't say, oh, you have to drink beer. It's just, oh, that cup comes off. If you choose to take a sip of beer, that's fine. But there can't be any repercussions for not doing it, you know. Uh, likewise, I cannot give bonus points for people, uh, taking a shot or buying a certain drink or anything like that. So I, I can't, I can't, uh, give them anything or require people to drink as part of a rule or as part of the game. Okay. Idaho, again, uh is much different. Uh, <laughs> right, right. They're, they're a little bit looser. But it might. I think that should be the tagline of third degree entertainment. Idaho <laughs> is different. <laughs> Amen. I do have a little more fun sometimes at my Idaho locations. I'm not going to lie. Oh, don't tell Washington. 
It oh, might be so. Okay. They know Washington knows I love it. Washington is the only place where I've got PBR in venues. So, <laughs> you know, it's a toss up. Yeah. So I have an honest question for you here, Corey, because I know that, you know, at least a couple of us uh, here on the episode and on the podcast and in the co-op have adopted or originated the concept of the social whenever every team gets a question right. Is that something that you do at your venues in Washington or does that feel to you a little too close to the edge of actively encouraging people to drink? Yeah, no, I I wouldn't even broach that uh, in Washington. I don't know if it would be legal or not, but I know it's close enough to the line that I wouldn't. Um, In Idaho, I've brought it up a couple times just saying, oh, you know, everybody got this one right. If you want to cheers to that, you know, feel free. But that's about as far as I'll go. And even then, I'm kind of uh, keeping an eye on how many socials there are and if a lot of teams are, or if there's a lot of questions that everybody's getting right, I don't even go there because I don't personally, I don't want to be encouraging over drinking. And that's, that's definitely a fair kind of uh, stance to have it on. I have the advantage, at least at one of my successful shows. Uh, it's the other Thursday place um, where everybody lives within a couple blocks of the location. And a lot of my patrons uh, either walk or Uber to the venue. So I don't have as much of a concern about, you know, public intoxication or driving under the influence as some hosts might have with their teams. So that is something to definitely take into to balance for sure. If you're in a situation like if you're in a big city uh, and you're at a neighborhood bar where you know everyone lives within, you know, three to six blocks of you, you probably can take the training wheels off a little bit more than you could uh, at, you know, like you said, a North Idaho location where just the land rights are, are sprawlier. And you assume everybody is driving themselves to and from the show. So I appreciate you bringing that up for sure. Uh, Aaron, you live in and work in Richmond, and I believe a lot of your regulars are in that area, too. Um, Can you speak a little bit as to how close geographically your people are to your venue and how that uh, affects your ability to kind of promote the product? Sure. I don't have any idea where people live. Um... I know that I had a couple of regulars that used to walk because they lived in the um, apartment complex near the brewery and I'd see them sometimes when I was driving. But I actually, I had a conversation with one of my regulars yesterday because we went back to live shows and I thought she was the team that registered because they have numbers. I'm like, I think this is you, but I don't actually have any idea where any of my regulars live or who they are or anything about them. Um, So I don't know. And it's something that never really occurred to me to like think of. So the brewery where I host is in um, kind of like a like a commercial kind of area. It's this warehouse kind of district, and there's no there's nothing near there. So it's not like a neighborhood bar where like Brixie's is fairly neighborhoody. I think I got super lost mm-hmm. trying to find it once. Um, so it doesn't have that feel. It's in a non-residential area. So I just assume everyone's driving. And, you know, I'm not their mom. It's not my responsibility, but I'm also not going to put people in a position to get arrested. Um, I don't know. And Corey got me thinking, I don't, I actually don't know, because it does sound like your laws are not that dissimilar to ours in terms of what you can and cannot do, um, because we have similar things with pub pong or whatever. Like we couldn't even advertise, businesses couldn't even advertise happy hour specials until about a year ago when they changed the laws. So, um yeah, I don't actually know what I'm allowed to do or not. Yeah, if I remember back to back when I was a bartender in Illinois, at least 
like at the top of the 21st century, um, ladies night and happy hour things were strictly prohibited um, for discriminatory reasons. Basically, the rule in Illinois ultimately was if you're going to offer a price on a product in a bar, you have to offer that price to every customer uh, that entire day. So you could do weekly specials. You could say, oh, you know, Captain and Cokes are, are $4 on Fridays, but you couldn't say ladies nights, every drink is a dollar off or happy hour, everything is 20% off from 5 to 7 p.m. or whatever. I think that that has changed in the last several years. I don't want to speak too confidently on that, but uh, I feel like I looked that up somewhat recently out of curiosity and it seems as though the, the floodgates have opened a little bit. But that is to say, uh, and this was something that I was trying to, to help Corey end around a couple of years ago, back when we had that conversation. Um, those laws pertain, as far as I'm aware, to the establishment and their staff. I have always taken the viewpoint that as an independent contractor, if I want to, say, negotiate a rate with my venue that gives me, for instance, $40 worth of comp tab food or drink, and then want to spin that into, hey, the first 10 women, and I'll talk in a karaoke context because that kind of makes more sense for the story, uh, to sign up and sing, I'll buy you your next drink. Uh, I don't feel like that violates the law, but again, and I can't stress this enough because Aaron is on this episode, <laughs> I am not I, a lawyer. Right. And I'm not that kind of lawyer. Um, I think yeah. that probably gets you around it. I know uh, that I I can buy people a drink. Um, but here in Washington, you can't have free alcohol. You cannot give away any alcohol for free. It has to at least cost what it, uh, costs the venue. We are similar. So, oh, okay. I think, um, that was an issue I ran into talking about prizes because the brewery was like, why don't we just give a growler full of beer of team's choice as a prize? And then they realized they can't do that give it away you have so you get a gift certificate which is functionally the same thing but it doesn't break the laws. right right yeah that's that's actually been an issue here too i've had a, a few venues kind of shying even away from that um they're starting to worry that uh the liquor control board will crack down on gift certificates and say that gift certificates can't be used for alcohol it would have to be used for appetizers or something else um, I haven't heard of them cracking down on that or, or enforcing that or anything, but it it is something that uh, I'm keeping an eye on here, something that's kind of on the horizon. Interesting. And then Idaho. I'm, yeah, all I'm taking away from this is that Illinois is weirdly <laughs> laissez-faire when it comes yeah. to this stuff compared to the rest of the country. Well, I think Idaho's I up there with you. I expected that. <laughs> it's, it's different in okay, Idaho. Okay, fair. Although I think... Uh, well, that's God's country I right think there. Idaho changed recently, too. I'm pretty sure Idaho basically let you do whatever you wanted uh, at one point. But I think now... And I could be totally wrong. We might get some Idaho hate mail or, you know, correcting me or whatever. But... I think just from overhearing some of the bartenders talk about it, I wasn't even involved in the conversation. I believe it just can't be free. You can do buy a shot, get one for a penny, but you can't do buy a shot, get one for free. And that tracks as far as I know uh, here in Illinois as well. We did about 10 years ago a pajama jam lock-in night at a bowling alley uh, that we were hosting shows at. And again, I'm speaking because this has to do more with alcohol. I'm speaking more from my experience as a karaoke host because that intrinsically has more 
alcoholism involved, for lack of a better word. But in any event, to get to the crux of the story, uh, I looked into it and talked with the bowling alley uh, bartender and, and manager and everything. And ultimately, we decided what we couldn't do was give you like a wristband for $40 that gave you unlimited drinks. What we could do was charge you $40 for access and give you a wristband as a souvenir. And then every drink cost one penny. <laughs> and there just so happened to be a jar of pennies there <laughs> that were donated by some generous soul. Uh, so give I think, a penny, take and, a penny. and Aaron, please tell me if I'm wrong on this, um, that technically correct when the law is concerned is much like trivia, also the best. Correct. It is amazing how people are who are otherwise not super motivated to think critically when it comes to working around liquor laws are the most motivated people I know. We had um, something kind of similar, like you can't do bottomless drinks, you can't do like bottomless brunches like you might have in New York City. But what you can do is charge, you know, 15 bucks for your first mimosa, then every subsequent mimosa is a penny, so they make it work. Um, but every mm -hmm. state is different. Mm -hmm. Legislatures are weird. People are strange. Uh, but the great state of Twitch governs, has been governing a lot of our behavior for the last couple months. Um, and I know, Jason, you have encountered the Twitch terms of service, I think, more than I have. I, I wouldn't disagree with that statement. Yeah. But uh, yeah, before we get into that, because I'm sure there's there's some uh, there's some ground to be tilled there. Uh, Corey, do you want to follow up with anything <laughs> weird and legal as far as you? I mean, you work in two states, man. So you have to double memorize all this stuff compared. to Well, us. I wouldn't say memorize um, general awareness of what may or may not be legal is is kind of there on the edge of my memory. But uh I do know at one point, unlimited drinking or unlimited beer, bottomless beer was legal in Idaho. I haven't seen anybody doing it recently, but uh, one of my absolute worst drinking nights ever was at Hey Gentleman's Club in Idaho. It was called like the Torch or the Flame or something, and they had, it wasn't a strip club, but they had uh, female dancers that would dance in bikinis and they would do like jello wrestling and stuff too. And on Wednesday nights, it was $5 for unlimited domestic beer or $10 for unlimited imports. Oh my. And Ooh. I woke up like seven blocks away in the road. <laughs> I already have the hangover headache from hearing this yeah, story. It, I mean, I'm sure there are so many stories to tell you about that uh, venue, but I don't remember any of them. I just remember waking <laughs> up in weird places. That's what you get for waking up in Coeur d'Alene? I, I don't think that's a good Katy Perry song. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know what? Speaking of waking up in weird places, let's go back to uh, what Aaron was saying <laughs> How weird is it to to get drunk at your own house on your Twitch stream and wake up there? You know the best Probably part of very, getting drunk honestly. on a Twitch stream, uh, Corey and Aaron. It's it's the drive home. Right, you're already there. Right. Uh, I never have to worry about a DUI or getting a designated driver. I just have to navigate 16 stairs, and even then, <laughs> have to is kind of a strong word. Um, yeah, and I've kind of leaned in at least uh, online with with my Twitch stream, I've kind of leaned into the moniker liquid courage. Uh, as I've talked about here already, there is 
there are three different bottles of hard liquor sitting on my desk right now, and I am on my second White Claw of this recording already. But there are rules that that Twitch uh, has in place um, that are that I've learned through various means uh, absolutely need to be respected because right now this platform is my only serious way of generating revenue. Uh, and one of those is you can't encourage or be shown, I guess, to um, do something that is considered physically dangerous. And imbibing alcohol, at least to a certain extent, definitely falls under that umbrella. Uh, and I learned this the hard way uh, back in like the beginning of April when I first got onto uh, the platform. I did a thing because, you know, my, my regulars were kind of just chatting and suggesting stuff. And ultimately we landed on, hey, tell you what, if we hit certain donation benchmarks, I will do a shot for each one uh, and we'll make those goals progressively harder up to, I think, five shots. Well, these amazing bastards got me there in about eight minutes. I had to do five shots of Captain Morgan. The stream was amazing uh, compared to some of my other work, but immediately afterwards, I got uh, a series of messages from a very, very good friend who also does Twitch stuff. And those messages were basically the extent of, you can never do that again. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you thought about this, but Twitch takes um, donations for alcohol very, very seriously. So that is something to very much keep into consideration. And I think I found, I don't want to kind of wink here at the camera and say workarounds to it, but instead of explicitly telling people that I will do X in exchange for Y, I have like a channel point redemption now that says, uh, drink some liquid courage uh, as a play on my own name. And quite often, but not always, that liquid is whatever alcoholic beverage I happen to have prepared for the stream. But I make it a very clear point to say it's not exclusively alcohol and you don't get to tell me what to drink. Um, you know, if I have a glass bottle, a bottle of water here or a can of soda, I'm just going to take a sip from that uh, at will. That way that it, the key as far as I'm concerned is it's not uh, causation, it's correlation. And if you perceive that there's correlation, I can argue that it's not causation. But all that said, uh, and I know that, uh, it, Corey, we can get to you in a moment in your Twitch channels, because I know that you have uh, similar loyalty point redemptions. You want to talk about those? Um, honestly, I think you, uh, you kind of covered it. I've been doing the same thing. Um, uh, I'm willing to drink if I want to, but nobody can make me do it. Yeah, and I honestly think that as long as you make that point distinctly clear that you're kind of on safe ground as far as any uh, streaming terms of service might be concerned. Aaron, you are a lawyer. Please tell me how I'm wrong. Oh, I don't know. I haven't read the Twitch terms of service. Um, <laughs> but like I was saying, you know, nothing motivates people to creative solutions more than problem they want to get around. Um, I don't have, I mean, I don't have any idea. I assume what you're doing is, is fine because it's not, there's not like a, like I said, there's not a one-to-one -one causation. People aren't saying drink that alcoholic thing. And you're not saying you get something for drinking the thing. Um, I just avoid it by like, I drink during my stream, but mm -hmm. my channel points are all about, you know, cuddling cats and bothering my co-hosts. So it doesn't really matter. Those are my favorite. I'm sad I can't do that in, in real time because after the first time he did it yesterday, he doesn't come over when I say, hey, come here. I'll help you brainstorm that. Cool. Um, so, I mean, that that speaks really to us and our imbibing of alcohol at trivia shows. Uh, we're not the only people 
Uh, there are, and I've been made aware of this over the course of doing this for a decade professionally, other people in the room. What? And what? sometimes they drink. Does it matter? In fact, matter? I would argue that like the end goal is that they drink. Um, but obviously that is kind of a, a needle eyed thread here a little bit. So um, can we talk for a little bit about when players have too much to drink? Yes, we can. No. Because that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I expect you guys probably have more raucous stories than I do. Um, I have a couple players who will drink a lot and then their friends will take them home. Um, nothing is like, I'm trying to think like in four years, I've never had really anything super serious. I subbed out for a friend once at a more free flowing bar and had someone kind of get in my face, but I told him to fuck off. And that was the end of that. Um, I think it's just the nature of the, my venue is it's beer. So you can really only get two hours. You can really only get so fucked up. Um, and usually people are there to play. So they're not going to mm -hmm. let you get super fucked up. But I've, like you guys might have different experiences. Um, all my great stories are more in the karaoke sphere, which is going to be in our sister podcast, Quadrioki, which will be coming That's at some one. point. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Corey, I thought we agreed stories. on karaoke. We firmly disagreed on that, if I remember correctly. <laughs> That's fair. All right, so horror stories, bring them. You know. Uh, for as much as I support this discussion topic, I don't have a whole lot to add to it. Um, I have gotten really lucky with, with players. Anytime somebody did get too drunk, too boisterous, uh, first of all, it was never a regular. The regulars are mm -hmm. always very, uh, respectful and helpful. And... Uh, when somebody would, the regulars would step in and be like, you need to fucking stop. You know, they would jump in for me. My my uh, venues always have my back. You know, I've kicked people out before. They support it. Uh, they back me up. I, I've had maybe three or four times in the last five years uh, that some drunk asshole just won't stop shouting out answers or arguing. But they don't come back and it, it doesn't escalate. Um it is usually a drinking factor, but that's really all I have to contribute. Like I said, I've, I've gotten really lucky, and I'm crossing my fingers that uh, it stays <laughs> that way. But yeah. I mean, honestly, I have to kind of tend to agree with your experience there. Um, I've had issues with players and non-players alike at my venues, but weirdly, like having too much to drink doesn't seem to have been a defining factor in those circumstances. Um, it turns out dicks gonna be dicks, whether or not yeah. they've had three beers and they're gonna act accordingly. It's really more of a volume knob than it is a toggle switch. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So yay, it turns out that, that trivia fans are smart and responsible well, people. Hold up. <laughs> it's not. Aaron. What? Do you, do you have uh, anything that runs contrary to our experience oh some trivia players can be right sacks of shit but i don't necessarily <laughs> think it's to do with the drinking i think it's just to do okay. with being entitled white guys who don't like being told no by a woman but what do i know um <laughs> i do okay. think uh i, I hear you not me. all white guys <laughs> i know um oh, but the, the real oh, takeaway I, I just said that <laughs> yeah yikes I'm um, sick. 
The real takeaway here is if you are listening and you are regular at any of the three of our games, at least pat yourselves in the back because um, I have played at and I've hosted other venues where, and part of it is crowd control and part of it is just um, the the attitude of the players. And, you know, I love my regulars. Like I've said on countless other episodes, they're great. They're loyal. They're narcs. They're wonderful. They're smart. I love them. <laughs> um, so if you're the kind of trivia player that we're talking about, thanks. We love you. You make this job easy. And I, I was ex- honestly expecting the two of you guys to have like reams of stories, but it's really good to know that most folks are, at least in our experience, respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take Corey under my wing here and kind of assume that all your horror stories have to do with other types of entertainment you do, like weddings and, and karaoke and whatnot oh, when yeah. it comes to people, uh, your fans drinking. But I, I will say this. I think that people who are smart enough to choose to come to a pub trivia night for fun are the same kind of people who also recognize that if you have too much to drink, you get stupid. <laughs> And yeah. stupid people, generally speaking, don't do well at pub trivia. So I think there's there's almost a restrictor plate kind of built into the format that at least people who are going to be regular patrons um, kind of recognize and go in knowing, yeah, I'm going to have a beer or two over a two-hour window, but any more than I'm going to be bad at trivia, and I don't want to be bad at trivia. Yeah, I feel like you don't often hear people going, yeah, man, I got super fucked up at trivia night last night. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to sit here and take a long pull out of this uh, can of White Claw in front of me. Do we have anything else to uh, admit to our sponsors? Um, <laughs> and I don't mean I, podcast sponsors. I mean our personal <laughs> AA sponsors before we move on. I will say uh, every now and then I do like to have uh, a drink before trivia just to, to kind of loosen up a little bit. Um, I'm not going to lie about that, especially because, as I'm sure I've mentioned on here plenty of times, I really put on a persona for trivia, um, turn up the whole asshole factor and, and play off it because that's, that's how I sell my trivia. You know, we, we are the trivia that's going to talk shit to you and whatever. Um, so having a drink or two of that, that kind of helps. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah. just important to I mean, kind you of can, know you your can limit. Level. You can level with us here on uh, the podcast, Corey. You can call yourself a big, fat phony. We get it. <laughs> We're here to support you. I want you to know that. I just, I'm just i a nice guy, everybody. I'm see, really nice. I don't buy it. I'm flabbergasted that you have to turn up the asshole <laughs> to go to work. I, yeah, I still call bullshit on that yeah. because I've talked to you a lot. <sighs> I definitely, yeah, though. After I drink. <laughs> I do feel that. I definitely, when I was working a job where I was much more client facing, there would be days when I would get home and I'd had like half an hour to get out of my suit and like get my shit together and get to the game. And I would spend that half hour staring into two fingers of bourbon in a glass because I needed to take the edge off a shitty day. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, know your limits. Like that means that I'm only going to have one beer or have lower ABV yeah. beer. But yeah. Well, speaking of knowing limits too, I can't, if I am going to have a drink beforehand, I can't have two drinks. I can't have too much because I, I'm, uh, I've been called a teddy bear drunk. Oh, no. I, oh. I, alcohol doesn't make me mean. It makes me, uh, giggle and <laughs> laugh oh. and playful and like, I'll, oh I'll sit on your lap and yeah, it's, 
So I I have to really like be in that sweet spot to be an asshole for two hours, uh, and and just kind of ride the wave. This is Aaron. Are you are you hearing what I'm hearing out of this? I think we're taking a trip to Spokane. (laughs) I I think at the next podcast conference, we you and I are going to get Corey Teddy Bear drunk because I have to know. I yeah, yep. Oh boy! Why did you tell us this? You didn't have no one made you tell us this too. Well, I might have had too much to drink oh. before we started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad so, you feel like this is a yeah. safe space, but it isn't, and you should know that get, by now. I get really lovey when I'm stoned too. Huh. So yeah, you that's come over a whole here. We'll get high. We'll roundtable discussion. Right. Oh yeah. I was just gonna say I, I can get that way too. It's I'm not the kind of person who's like X drink makes me do why things but i definitely like if i'm already in kind of a chill mood and i get drunk i'm the same way i'm going to be super affectionate and stupid and snuggly and happy so it's not just <laughs> you but i think it's funnier when you do it uh, it's the beard and the size people don't expect it. right and the fact that you're a dick uh, amen <laughs> i'm gonna have to hard agree on that <laughs> So I guess to, to kind of put a pin on this, do you guys have any advice for, for budding up and coming trivia hosts out there, which is, of course, our target audience and exclusively our audience at this point about uh, how to handle alcohol and alcohol related things at your shows? Uh, Corey, any tips? Um, I'm afraid I'm going to take a lot of the answers here, but know your limit, know your player's limit, you know, don't push, be safe. Um, keep people comfortable. Yep. I like that. And I feel like it covers most of the bases unless, uh, Aaron, you or I have anything else to add. I think that we successfully talked about booze for like an hour. Hooray. Yeah. Just, just cause you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, you should never, ever, ever name your company on the premise of constantly being drunk because then you have to live up to an ideal that your general practitioner firmly disadvises. <laughs> Oh, super real talk here, too. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Fucking take an Uber. uh, Take a Lyft. Walk home. Do whatever you got to do. I don't know a single venue that I work at that won't pay for your cab. Like, if you tell them I'm too drunk, I I don't have money for an Uber, whatever, they'll pay for your fucking cab. Like, don't do it. Amen. Yeah, I can't agree with that enough. Uh, Honestly, it's 2020, and like you said, things like Uber and Lyft and uh, making random friends at the bar exist. There is genuinely no excuse for that. It endangers your life and endangers the life of others. You could get into a shit ton of legal trouble. Um, I know that we've been kind of playing this fast and loose and kind of talking up the the advantages of drinking. I mean, we're all having something to drink, but seriously, and, and to take it to that point for just a moment, never drink and drive. All right, Jason. Yes, sir. You know what my favorite thing about having you on here is? Uh, the amount of hand stuff you get to get me on the episode every week? Nope. What is that, Corey? Knowing that I won't have the worst keyword uh, question. Because <laughs> uh, I remember looking back at the data from episode eight, and I feel like the people for once have seen the light. On the one that I didn't participate in? Shut up. I'm pretty sure I still got a few votes, too, so. Also shut up. I voted for me, and then I voted for you, and then I voted for me again just to even it out. Hey, look, I thought it was a Chicago thing to vote more than once. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jason, right, so I think, Corey, you've taken words. us, Grace, some level of fully into the keyword challenge. Uh, we're 10 episodes in. Everybody knows how this works. And if it doesn't, I'm about to give a random keyword from one of our listeners uh, that we're going to hear for the first time on site and then spend 10 minutes trying to craft a really good trivia question about. Some of us will succeed. Some of us will stuff the ballot box. Corey, are you guys ready? Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Our keyword uh, for this episode, brought to you by somebody named Spanky, oh. uh, whose location is Twitch. Uh, and our oh. keyword is, ooh, it's short, it's sweet, and it's broad. And it hits one of us a lot better than it hits the other two. Are you ready uh -oh. for it? Oh, dear. Your keyword is cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey. Cats, cool. my friends. So uh, chew on that for about 10 minutes, and we will see you on the other side. Awesome. Done. <laughs> You've had that in the fucking tank the whole time, haven't you? <laughs> Bye. Hey everyone, Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you that you can check us out online at Quadrivia Pod on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast. And you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we're back, guys, after a 10-minute marathon research and writing question on a very obscure topic. Uh, I believe it's pronounced cats. Did I get that right? Oh, shit. I messed up. <laughs> Corey wrote a question on and kites. Of yeah. <laughs> whole, whole other episode. Uh, but I do want to take a moment and once again thank Spanky. Uh, from Twitch for bringing this subject. Corey, let's get your fucking question out of the way early. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know. I actually, I went really, really simple with this. Um, maybe this is just me personally. Probably this is just me personally. But I find it harder to write about something this broad and generic. Um when we did like some of those really obscure things like the traveling Wilburys, uh, for some reason that kind of kicked my creativity into overdrive. And then this one, there's just so many things that you can do with cats that I mm -hmm. didn't know what to do. Uh, so I don't think you'll feel too threatened by this. Which cast member from the 2019 movie Cats who earlier this year trademarked their new cat, called it a weird-ass movie, but also said it was a special, strange, and exciting experience to have. Well, it's a pop culture question, so I don't know. So they called appearing in the film Cats a special, strange, exciting experience to have? Am yes. I parsing that correctly? Yeah. Uh, my only thought... Because I haven't seen Cats, either the original version or the, the butthole cut, uh, would have to be Taylor Swift. And I don't have a strong reason for thinking that, other than the fact that it's really weird that Taylor Swift was in a Broadway musical <laughs> adaptation. Yep. You know, she uh, she auditioned for Les Mis. She wanted to be in that. and, and mm -hmm. got She cut. got Cats instead. That <laughs> sucks. Yeah, yeah I, I actually learned that through a random YouTube video I saw the other day. Mm -hmm. So that's that's weirdly pertinent information. Well, I will tell you, uh, as I think we've really been doing intentionally uh, in the keyword challenges lately, you know, having multiple points of entry here, 
Um, this one I was just going for, if you can think of some people that were in the movie, that really narrows it down for you. And then, uh, as Aaron pointed out, pop culture. If you've heard anything about trademarking a cat, then uh, that gives you the, the entry there. But you, you hit yeah, the nail right on the head. I had. It was, was uh, it? Taylor Swift, yeah. Nice. I mean, that doesn't seem off-brand, but damn, I know exactly one person that I could say <laughs> off the top of my head that was in the new Cats movie, and it was her. I think Judy Dench was in it, too? Dame mark? Judy yes, Dench. Yes, that's true. Dame Judy Dench was in it, which is weird. Um, now, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that no one told me Taylor Swift trademarked her cat. That seems like a fact that would have come across my desk at some point. And that really it gets feels weirder. like some current events thing you would have written, yeah. His name is Benjamin Button. That's a curious case of trademark law. <laughs> right? Um, but uh, I, I actually, I love that you brought up Judy Dench because that was where I went first. I really wanted to use uh, the Cats movie as a jump off point to talk about the uh, Sir and Dame titles. Uh, and it was going to go with something like a, a, you know, a female version of a sir or something like that. But I'm also a huge Taylor Swift fan. And so I said, fuck it. Let's give her the attention that she doesn't get. <laughs> yeah, because Dame Taylor Swift is really screaming for headlines. Basically, yeah. All right. Oh, uh, that was a question. <laughs> Jason, what... Uh, how did you incorporate Taylor Swift into the keyword challenge? <laughs> I I did so in a very interesting way in as much as I in no way uh, incorporated Taylor Swift into our keyword challenge. This question that I'm about to provide you guys was inspired largely by just a random trivia thing I stumbled across in the last week or two about the fundamental distinction between like genera of cats. So I kind of took that ball and ran with it a little bit. Uh, here we go. And I apologize in advance this is a sports question. Uh, I've heard of those. Of the 357 schools in the NCAA's Division I system, six of them in Utah, South Carolina, Texas, Washington, and two in Illinois share what big cat team name in common? I should say <laughs> big in quotes because while this namesake is pretty large, it cannot roar, making it scientifically not a big cat. Well, I know it. Cool. What is it? Well, I wanted to let you work on it first. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I know Lions Roar because I'm rewatching or I'm watching for the first time um, Stargate right now. And every episode starts with the MGM lion roaring. So that's the only reason I know the lions can roar. Um, that's the only information you'd have on that, frankly. Yeah, it's very, very narrow uh, of knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be the asshole sitting at the table rattling off big cats and then going to the bar to get another round. So I don't actually <laughs> have anything to contribute. Uh, so having Washington included in there was a little uh, unfair because this school is only, I want to say it's only like 45 minutes from me. Uh, and it's got a pretty big fan base here in Spokane. Uh, the two colleges here, aside from Gonzaga, the two colleges mm -hmm. that people really uh, flock around are the Eastern Washington uh, Eagles and the Washington State Cougars. And yeah, Cougars would be it. Uh, six schools in Division One. You've got BYU, you have Charleston, uh, Houston. Um, as you said, we have, uh, 
was it Washington State? I'm confused about my math real quick. But no, there are two in Illinois, uh, Chicago State and the Edwardsville campus of Southern Illinois University, all D1 schools making Cougars one of the most common team names in uh, Division One sports. I don't think it's the most common, but it is right up there. It's like second or third most common. I wonder uh, where uh, Cougars too. I wonder where Bulldogs fits on that list. Uh, I think it's up there as well in that top three. Aaron, what did you say? I lost it in the shuffle. Oh, my high school mascot was Cougars is all I said. Ah. Not uh, Local independent baseball team out our way uh, that all the families take their kids to over the summer is the Kane County Cougars. So while that was local knowledge, I found a way to make it, you know, Diverse, because apparently I'm finding myself having to write international sports content these days. <laughs> right. I had a Premier League question last night. Addie was very happy. Oh, there you go. Our good uh, friend Addie out in Scotland, or as I like to remind him, still technically the UK. <laughs> For the moment. All right. So, Aaron, what Taylor Swift related sports question did you write? <laughs> All right. The two ways you could go with this topic. Only two. I had a similar issue with Corey. Um, I definitely identify with that. I occasionally will do like an are you smarter than a 10-year-old type round where I'll have like, you know, literature, sports, entertainment type questions. And I always stall out when I have this huge area of knowledge I can pull from. So this was kind of like that. Um, but I went with something that I think most people will know. It's just one of those trivia chestnuts. Uh, thank you for subscribing to Cat Facts. Most cats have five toesies on their front feetsies and four on their back feetsies. The better to fuck up your day with. A genetic condition known as polydactyly refers to cats with an abnormal number of toesies. The Guinness World Record holder has 28. In addition to being called mitten cats or thumb cats, floofs with this type of abnormality are often associated with what American Nobel Prize winning author whose home in Key West is home to a whole herd of polydactyl cats. I have no notes. I love every part of that question. Thanks. I made yeah. it silly. You did, and you did it beautifully so. Uh, Corey, <laughs> I don't know if you have a guess on this or not. I'm pretty sure I'm locked in on the answer. Uh, I, I'm i pretty sure I am, too. I'm, I'm going to reread it. Okay, it should take you a couple minutes. Most of it's <laughs> bullshit. Um, but the no, bullshit just, is what okay, really so sticks the meat on the bones. Yeah. For a moment, uh, my, my first thought was that you were asked... This is all in my head. Uh, Rereading it, I see that there's no indication here in the question. But I was trying to think of a living author. Because um, mm. I had a non-living author answer. I was going to say, but, that, uh, that is that... definitely the wrong route to take on this answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think that demonstrates, am I on the right path? Yes. Okay. Well, then, Jason, you spoke up first. You go ahead and say it. Yeah, I feel like you're about half a Hemingway to the right answer. Um, if you gave me an answer in earnest, I'd probably agree with you. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, it's Ernest yeah. Hemingway. Stephen King. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> While I was waiting on you guys to get your shit together, I was scrolling through his his list of works, trying to find a way to work in one of the, like, Sun Also Rises or something. Farewell to Arms in this question that I decided I didn't need to. Because I feel like the Hemingway cat is kind of like, a, it's just one of those things that people tend to have come across in their life. Maybe that's just yeah, it's it's. Person. It's such a key piece of like trivial knowledge in as much as it's in your day to day life, just useless information that you've probably stumbled across. Yep. Like Hemingway cats exist and you've heard of them probably. Mm -hmm. Your life is no better or worse for knowing it. But I, I, I love your question, Aaron. I really it's, do. They're kind I of weird I love the voicing looking. on it. Yeah. Uh, I, I love all the little, I don't want to call them dead ends, but just all the little bits of information that you threw in there. 
um, you wrote like a novella of an amazing question. And Thank I hate you. you for it because I thought <laughs> I did a decent job. Uh, most importantly, though, I think this question was better than Corey's, but we'll leave it up to the listeners yeah, to well, agree with me on that. <laughs> listeners have shown themselves to not be the best judges of, of good questions. So I'm not sure how much weight I'm going to give. Or the house. best judges. I don't know. I think we... I think we just need to market uh, you and I specifically, Aaron, the keyword challenge poll better uh, whenever this episode <laughs> goes live, which will be available at quadriviapodcast.com at the time this show goes live. So get your vote in, please. Somebody, you know, needs fact, to take the crown off Corey's friggin head. The fact that every week uh, they let me create the poll and I operate the website on which it's hosted and they still never question the results is probably the best part of my day. Oh, no, we question the results. We're just not publicly <laughs> calling you out for cheating them. I love that you're just begging us to stop you, and nobody has yet. Like, every time this comes up, you're like, guys, stop. I can't I can't stop myself. I need you to stop me. And we're just like, that's nah, cool, man. It's a cry for help, and yeah. y'all are not <laughs> listening to me. Yep. Um, Hemingway, you know... The other day in the uh, in our trivia co-op, uh, somebody was mentioning Hemingway, and I got to share a little uh, knowledge about his last penny. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but it's I honestly don't. It's Did always he use interesting. it to buy a shot at a karaoke bar. <laughs> no, that probably would have been better. Uh, I mean, the and super short story is that his wife wound up spending like twenty grand on a. A swimming pool while he was gone and he had a famous quote you spent the rest of my money here's my last penny um so that's not verbatim but uh and so on his grave you'll see pennies people leave pennies on his grave oh and oh, somebody that does had, sound really vaguely familiar yeah yeah somebody had mentioned that they went by his grave and didn't know uh what the pennies were there for but okay. between that and bringing up the Hemingway cats, uh, it just reminds me of how often you do run into Hemingway in trivia, uh, whether it's for his works or for the cats or the pennies or uh, Abercrombie and Fitch comes up a lot. I'm, I don't know if you all have asked the Abercrombie and Fitch question, but uh, no. uh, yeah, not that one specifically. I do have a couple Hemingway ones in the bank, but not that one. The shotgun that he killed himself with, he ordered from Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, that's, huh. I should preface this with, uh, he allegedly used it there. But I think something very recently said that it might not have actually come from there. But but this is like brand new information, if I remember correctly. And it, yeah, it's a whole thing. It'll be fun to find out what goes on with that discussion seeing if i can pull it up really quick but yeah i'm desperately trying to look up an old uh hemingway question that i've written and asked before as well oh there's mine while you're looking yours up so yeah like you said hemingway is a source of trivial content just across the board uh i asked this one several years ago what 1952 novel written by a famous american author has a six word title where each word is the same length in letters i don't know and I was just looking at his bibliography. I mean, does it help that the famous American author is Ernest Hemingway? No, because like I said, I was just looking at his bibliography and I don't... Ah. Uh, would it help if I told you that each word was three letters long? I mean, do we have to do this? No, we don't. It's the old man and the sea. 
Oh, right. Yeah. I couldn't get uh, Sun Also Rises out of my head. I'm like, that doesn't fit. Mm. Yeah, that was, uh, he wrote that one after his work as an ambulance uh, pilot, I'm, I'm trying to use the driver, is what you do when you fly a plane on land uh, in World War One, right? Was that the Sun Also know, Rises man. or was it, no, A Farewell to Arms, I think, was written based on that experience. Um, so it's looking like uh, a expert in Hemingway's guns specifically claims that he never owned a boss, which is what Abercrombie and Fitch sold. So who That's the fuck knows? I mean, have. yeah, there's there's a lot of research to do on this still. It's it's one of those trivia facts that can get you in trouble now uh, because so yeah. many things that we have just accepted as uh, knowledge we find out down the road. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. Did you know a duck's quack actually echoes despite the Internet? That I did know. Uh, so yeah, quick little five second lesson for you budding trivia writers out there: don't trust anyone, including yep. us, the internet, especially us. Yeah, especially not us. The the dictionary shit gets wrong. Oh god, no, that's a terrible source. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jason, I really enjoyed your question today. Do you have any more for us? Uh, I mean, if if I'm hard pressed to, I guess I have ten questions. If you guys are okay with that. But only 10. And, Exclusively 10. And only about Taylor Swift. I wish. Actually, uh, I'm going to take you guys in a slightly different <laughs> direction than than other uh, quiz rounds have gone on this episode. I am going to give you questions that you objectively have a 50-50 shot at getting right. Ooh. Okay. Now, like for odds. those of you who know my shows, no, this is not a roundabout true or false questions. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, this is, however, a dis or dat style round. I'm going to give you 10 prompts, and all you have to do is tell me which of two categories those prompts belong to. Uh, I will tell you that they all belong to either of two distinct prompts. One is in literature, one is in cinema. And now that I've prepped you, I will tell you the name of this round, which was children's book or adult film. <laughs> Cool. This round has gotten me into trouble at at least one live venue over the decade that I've been hosting trivia. Uh, I was hosting a show at, I believe it was, yeah, a TGI Fridays. Um, and the manager after this round came up to me and said, that was hilarious. Never do it again. <laughs> because they're concerned about uh, diners with families in the restaurant side overhearing my show, even though it started at like, 10 30 p.m on a saturday Ooh, i feel oh, like that's not your problem on. at that point i mean obviously it's their job to err on the side of caution um but this is it's arguably my most controversial round ever written so uh considering that we're doing a bit of a loosey-goosier episode here i figured today was the time to to kind of dust this one off and see if you guys are ready to uh give it your best shot sure i am ready after i point out that uh I haven't heard it yet, so maybe shit gets weird. But I, I have a round called My Friend Gina. Okay. And that is not even close to my most controversial round. <laughs> so I'm really excited to send you some of my rounds. Oh, please do, because uh, I've hosted at a family pizzeria for several years, so the training wheels have been kind of left on intentionally. <laughs> All right, hit us with it. I'm excited. All right, so yeah, I'm just going to give you a title, and I, I want your gut reactions, really. Um, don't, if you want to kind of pause and ponder and play this as, as a team, go for it, but I think it'll play better if you just kind of 
Tell me what you think it is. Gutshot reaction, children's book or adult film. And we'll start with number one, My Two Uncles. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's a children's book. I do too. Now you guys are both right. That is a children's book. My Two Uncles. All right. Number two, The House That Crack Built. Oh, God. Ooh, I hope that's an adult film. I'm going to go with children's book. Okay. Uh, we split decision here. Point would go to Corey. That's the title of a children's book. <laughs> oh, no. What's, uh, what's the plot of that book? Yeah. What's um, the crack? I believe it's about construction in the inner city in the 80s, but I can look it up real quick to give you an actual answer. Huh. Wait, so it's actually about crack cocaine? Uh, it is a book written. I have no idea. I'm looking it up right now. It is a uh, <laughs> okay. book written by Clark Taylor. I'm on Google Books right now. Uh, here's the description. With a beat reminiscent of hip-hop or rap music, a well-known nursery rhyme is brilliantly transformed into a powerful poem about the tragic problem of illegal drugs and its victims. Hmm. So it's a cautionary tale more right. than anything okay. else. Okay. Sounds like heavy material for a kid's book. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely... I'm looking at the... Uh, cover right now and i'll drop it in the discord for you guys but this is definitely made up to be like children's literature there it is cool good uh you guys ready for number three yeah all right the medium in question is titled big as this box Uh, uh, yeah i'm gonna stick with kids book here see if we go three for three you will not be going three for three that is the title of an adult film Okay. Um, I don't know how much more commentary we want on it than that, uh, but I think it'd be great to segue into number four, The yep. Pink Door. <laughs> I'm sticking with kids' book. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and you guys will be batting 500 in this round because that is also the title of an adult uh, film, <laughs> that The Pink Door. Less okay. surprising. All right, you think that one was tough. Here's number five, Sleepy Swallows. <laughs> Kids, kids book? Yeah, I, I've said kids book on all of them so far, mm-hmm. and I think it's just that because I really want them to be kids books. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sticking with it, sticking with my guns. This one's a kids book. No, nope, it's a porno. Fucking <laughs> god damn it! <sighs> I I, I could even so see the cover art. It was it was. Little baby birds in their nest and the mom tucking them in. Fucker. Now, Corey, the important question is, should we also post the links to the adult films on our Twitter? <laughs> well, I mean, it would be... I feel like we've opened a door here. It would be rude not to. <laughs> it would. I mean, this this podcast, I think, is rated mature officially because we say, like, <laughs> fucking shit and words. Mm-hmm. So... That we do. Uh, number six, because it's not getting easier... Bath time beavers. <laughs> Got to be a porno, right? No, nope, that's a kid's book. Corey, Corey, Corey. That oh. is an adult film. Fucking shit. <laughs> uh, and you can see why this round is very controversial. Not so much because of the subject matter, because nothing in here is intrinsically like problematic on its face. People are just really mad that they didn't know the difference on a lot of these. Yeah. Right. Right, now, number seven. Am I in Let's a sunken if, uh, fallacy here? A sunken cost fallacy where I just you might need it to be a kid's book at this point? Yeah, I, I might have primed the uh, tanks here for you with two children's books back to back and then just porn all the way down. <laughs> or not. We'll find out with number seven, 
which is titled The Most Wonderful Doll in the World. Oh, no. <laughs> that is a kid's book. Yeah, kid's book? Very much a children's book, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, they're not all dirty. Uh, number eight, <laughs> Licorice Lollipops. That's a porn. Yeah. Yeah? Porn? Oh, for the first time, Corey thinks it's a porn. <laughs> and he is right. Yeah. You are as well, Aaron. Nice done. Nice done. Uh, I'll send you my copy later. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> All right, this is going rapid fire. Number nine, Secret Place of the Girls. <laughs> I feel like if it is a kid's book, it's not a good one. <laughs> and if it's a porno, it's a great one. <laughs> Secret so we're going to go with Place porn. of the Girls. All right, Aaron, I'm going, going back, with porn. What do I'm you going think? back to kids' book. Ah. Should have stuck with Aaron on that. That is an adult film. Yay. And to put an end to this delightful round, which I'm sure will get us plenty of emails. Number 10. What's inside of me? (laughs) (laughs) It is both an acceptable answer. (laughs) No, it is not. These are definitively, according to Google searches, either one or the other. That's a kid's book. Kid's book? Yeah, about like anatomy and stuff. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. It's a kid's book about, like, anatomy. Uh, Good job, guys. You got some of them right, and we all had a chuckle along the way in what I thought was the fastest quiz round we have ever done here on Quadrivia, and mostly to get the hell out of it. Oh, boy. Also, my dinner is upstairs pretty much ready, so I'm good to bring this episode home if you guys are. Sounds good to me. I am also hungry. Are we done? We are. We we recorded in the window we allotted ourselves to record for Holy once. Shit. Do you guys want to hear more stories about Idaho? Oh, God, no. As a no. general rule. It's weird in Idaho. <laughs> it's a silly place. Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. Where should leave. people go, though, if they want to uh, communicate with us, Corey? With us? Oh, they could go to Quadriviapod on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, they can email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com, or they can not Yelling at their phones us. while we yeah. get shit wrong? I assume that's what they're doing, because we don't get very much contact. <laughs> no, we did. We do have a uh, keyword suggestion for an upcoming episode oh, that hit the email box uh, earlier this week, so we okay. should you know, probably open that occasionally. You know what? Also on that note, uh, people keep an eye out on the quadriviapodcast.com. Uh, on quadriviapodcast.com. I plan on updating the website here in the near future. I would like to add recaps of the episodes, uh, maybe throw in some of these images of things that we were talking about so you can follow along with us and just hopefully make that uh, more interactive overall. So uh, make sure you look at us there too. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Good looking out, Corey. Yeah, try. All right. Who are we? I clicked the house the crack built and uh, it hit the tab that has the notes on it. Uh, I'm Aaron with Orange Cat Trivia in Richmond, Virginia, and I'm a professional. Well, you are one step ahead of us. Where can people find you, Aaron? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, or Gmail at Orange Cat Trivia. All right, and I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment out in Chicago. You can find me on Twitch these days 
at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage. That's courage with a K as in all places. Uh, Facebook.com slash liquid courage. I have a Twitter. I have an Instagram. I don't do anything with them. I also technically now have an OnlyFans, but have done nothing with it oh, and have God. no idea what to do with it. <laughs> I'm Corey. You can find me at Third Degree Entertainment on Facebook. Uh, I think I'm at Third Degree 509 on Twitter and Instagram, or maybe at Spokane Third Degree, or maybe at Third Degree Entertainment. I don't know. I don't use them. I have them. Uh, just, just listen next week. Don't, don't talk to me. Don't email me or whatever. Just. So what you're saying is collectively we desperately need like a social media guru to come in and teach us how to use all these things. Oh, so probably. Badly. So I started using Twitter um, to because I want to communicate with the podcast host that I didn't have another way to reach. I had a question about whether they'd covered something. Uh, and I was on Twitter because I was fucking around and I, I waded into something and commented. I made a huge mistake. I commented on um, an NPR article and that was my day. And Twitter is terrible and I hate it and no oh, one should oh. ever use it. That was my lesson I learned yesterday. Oh, can I make a guess as to which one it was? Uh, it's the same one that I was talking about on Facebook. People were a little oh. bit less inclined to listen to reason on Twitter. Every we are Quadrivia Pod on Twitter, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's go eat dinner, guys. I love you. Bye. Bye. I'm thinking about just starting up an ASMR channel. You very much should. Just scratch your beard. That's all it is. Oh, no. I, you know, maybe I will start drinking. Are you ready (laughs) for this? Are you ready? I'll bring it. Hi, welcome to Corey's ASMR. Oh, that is static. I hate it. And also to Ken, who inevitably is going to hear this, that has to be the outtake. That whole like last minute. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> nope. So sorry, buddy. They nope. know not what they do.